the Split Line Off-Road Podcast. Side by side, Borch gets a better line. Oh boy, we got wheel to wheel right here. String. Oh, and Stu Baylor right behind him. Russell gonna try to dive bomb down to the inside. No, can't get the line he wants. up everybody welcome to the split line off-road podcast as always i'm your host rodney cooper with me today as always brandon water here guys what is going on split line nation episode what zero four zero 40 episodes deep man brandon and i were just talking about how we're getting creeping up on a year now deep <laughs> it's getting close to a year guys how awesome is that yeah pretty uh Pretty freaking awesome, man. So we got an awesome show lined up for you today. Josh Merritt is going to be joining us here in a few minutes, and then we're going to have another guest here on uh, in a little bit. Yeah. We don't know who it is yet. You know, we got like five people, you know, <laughs> out there juggling. So, uh, Brandon, let's get to our sponsor real quick. Yeah. Guts freaking racing <laughs> we gave away our first gut seat cover uh last week uh thanks to andy greg and guts racing uh for for, for, for providing that but i can't get that out did the winner um, ever collect yes he did yes he did um, i must have missed it i was out, i was out of service yeah yeah we we got him and uh he's gonna be receiving his guts um his guts uh uh, seat cover for his Yamaha YFZ Yamaha, so he's pretty excited about it. We were pretty excited about it. So is he a quad rider? He is a quad rider. Ooh, that'd be nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, can't wait to see that. See him get his fresh seat cover. But uh, Brandon, uh, did you guys know that 1985 Guts was formed in Northern California, and since then has been a leader in seat innovation technology. Anything you need to improve your seat, they have you covered. Join the likes of Thad Duvall in the woods or Joel Hetrick on the tra- track. These guys trust Guts, and you should too. There. There it is. There it is. Guts Racing. Make sure you guys check them out. Brandon, you got anything? Um, yeah. I mean, don't forget that RG Motorsports um, still taking some tickets. I'm not sure. I know last week it was like 20-some left. Uh, $100 a ticket. Could win a 2014 TRX 450R um, with a fly racing promo pack on it. It is to help support... Uh, veterans at Warriors in the field. Good cause. And if you do not win the full wheeler, there is, I think, nine or ten gift cards at $100 a piece for RG Motorsports. You can buy parts, gear, whatever they have at the shop. You do not need to be present to win. Uh, call in, ask for Steven or Meredith. They will hook you up. Tell them that split. you heard it from Splitline. And, uh, yeah, man, it's always good to, to do that and win a bike and uh, be for a great cause. Awesome. Awesome. So, today's podcast, we don't have a lot of racing to talk about. No. You raced uh, this past weekend. How did that go? Well, first, <laughs> first time back, I got one lap in. The bike started overheating. Um, pretty sure the water shaft seal or whatever uh, went bad on it. 
Um, but but um, my but. boy, my boy did ride. Um, it was a nasty track for him. It rained the night before, and it was a. He was telling me that it was a mucky, nasty, awful mess, and um, <laughs> he ended up t- pulling third out of his butt. I don't know how he did it, but he got uh, third place. Learned it from his dad, right? I guess I don't know. Probably, <laughs> I think he's r- learning from Roxon and Tomac and all those guys on TV more than he learns from me. Uh, but uh, <laughs> and then uh, my uh, nephew Jonathan, uh, he raced too, and uh, I think he took um, a third overall and uh, and um, open C. So that's good for everything. Good to be back out at Fast Tracks. Yeah, yeah. It was good to ride. I mean, I only got one lap in. Um, Also, I did hit track 93 up in uh, Fairmont um, to see if I could even ride at Fast Tracks. Uh, I went out there. Didn't jump too much. I just uh, wanted to make sure everything was good and I didn't... um, hurt up or whatever so <laughs> so we're all good on that gonna get the bike fixed and start putting some laps in and get back to get back to old form awesome well let's just dive right into the show we got josh merrick coming on uh he's gonna be uh just talking to us about his season he was our very first guest ever, ever. on the show yeah. so it's gonna be awesome to get him back on uh when we're kind of maybe a little bit more polished than we were yeah. uh, in the get-go <laughs> talk about what he's been up to so uh yeah let's go ahead and get him on yep all right, guys, we're back. As promised, Josh Merritt uh, has joined the podcast today. Uh, Josh was our very first episode or our very first um, Ep- guest that yeah. we ever had on the podcast. So it's awesome to get him back on here. Josh, what's going on, man? Hey, how's it going, guys? Thanks, good, man. thanks for coming on, man. Especially, you know, the first, yes. our first guest, man. He came on whenever we were, we were really nobodies. janky with this thing. So, <laughs> nobody's, man. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're happy to have you back on when it's a little bit more polished than it was in the beginning. <laughs> Excited to be back. I heard, you contacted me, and I heard. You guys were getting more views and more views, and I was I'm excited for you guys, and I'm glad I could be the first, and now I can I got invited back on, so that must mean something. <laughs> yeah, yeah for right, sure, man. man. Yeah, when whenever it's funny, whenever you came on the first time, like I remember, we didn't even really know how to work this equipment, and we had the phone like butted up against the mic, and I was kind of like yelling into the mic and the phone at the same time, <laughs> and it was real janky. But now it's uh, a little bit better than that, so. <laughs> Improving, yeah, we're learning, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah, we're improving. So, Josh, uh, what's been going on with you this year in the 2021 season? Um, uh, the looks like the pro class is just getting faster and faster, and you're just part of that that rise with the uh, ever growing speed in that class. It's truly, it's it's getting ridiculous, almost <laughs> dangerous, guys. It's crazy. Uh, no, for real, these guys are the guys ahead of me are absolutely flying and the guys behind me are absolutely flying it. It's only a matter of time before we're all going Walker speed and sorry about that. Oh, no worries. <laughs> um, we're all going Walker speed and it's going to be an eight lap race around a 10 mile track. I'm <laughs> telling you, <laughs> we're going faster and faster and the quads are just getting better and better suspension and everything. So, uh, the competition is all, we're all pushing each other. I mean, we're all friends, you know, this isn't, uh, any bad rivals or anything like that on the pro row, which is super cool. And at the end of the race, we tell our stories, tell them what we saw, what happened, you know, all that kind of stuff. So that's the nice part about GNCC, but yeah, it's getting quicker and quicker every year. And I'm glad 
you know, I'm kind of moving forward, but I'm also staying around the same position, but you know, that's going hand in hand. Well, we've seen you talk about, um, whether it be through social media or whatever, you've talked about how, um, just the, the speed of the whole class in itself. And like you just said, is advancing so much and you're advancing with it. And when you're, you know, you're saying you're, you're finishing in some of the same positions that you were last year, but those positions this year are different than they were even last year. And um, like you said, the speed is just insane. And we've talked to uh, Walker and Bryson both. Um, uh, that just seems to be the two uh, top guys at this point in time that are pushing that pace. And like my question is, is at what point in time do you get comfortable with the uncomfortable pace? Because that's where it's just insane is, is being comfortable at that pace for that amount of time. You know, obviously Walker and Bryson are on just a absolute different level than most people. And um, it, I think when the rest of the class gets to that uncomfortable stage, it were our fitness, our bikes, they're all going to be have to, they're going to have to be at the 110% because those guys are hitting a, a limit on what you can do on a quad. Right. You see when they, when they wreck their quads are demolished <laughs> or they're demolished in Bryson's case. Like I feel like me and Bryson have been friends since I was probably 15 and we were both in youth class and to see that happen to him, that's scary. Like yeah. one, one little mistake from a lapper and he gets out for the rest of the season. That's you, you don't really see that much in GNCC quads. I should say you, you don't right. see, you don't see an injury taking somebody out of the year. You might get hurt for the race, but you got two weeks and you, you limp it off, but this is probably the one of the first times other than I think Johnny Gallagher, he hurt himself, broke a collarbone or something um, that I've seen somebody miss more than, you know, a few rounds. So a little scary on going above and beyond our level of human to Walker and Bryson level. <laughs> yeah, that's that, that's a that's definitely a scary level. Then also you got to think about trying to make that bike the bike survive uh at that level for that for two hours so yeah that is i mean walker's got mark notman and i he's a world-class mechanic um he's got multiple quads he's got a, a great budget under yamaha i can only imagine what it is and uh it that's very true getting a quad to last more than one race at that speed is highly unlikely like I'm sure these guys are, you know, cycling through quads and building them from the ground up just because the impacts and everything else that goes along with the race, the mud and all that. It's I could I don't know if I could keep up with it, to be honest with you. Guys. No, I, I don't blame you, man, because I'll tell you what, just just doing uh, just doing regular maintenance on them is enough. And then when you break something or, you know, go out there and ride, it seems like you're replacing bearings all the time, like what two races on a set of bearings, most likely for a GNCC race. And, you know, if that, and it's your guys' speed, probably one race. <laughs> so yeah, it's, just... yeah, I've actually, I've got the name, uh, from, well, from BNR, I've got one of the best names of making things last. 
So <laughs> they call me the budget rider the budget. racer <laughs> because I he says there's a limit on like a piston and I'm going, you know, almost double or a clutch. I'm going these guys are changing clutches every race. I'm going three. Like nice. it's it's pretty crazy how easy I am on a quad to even some people that are in different class like lower classes, they're they're using the clutch a little too much. They're doing this, they're doing that. I think I'm just easy on the quad and I kind of just I flow, but it also could be my weakness, which I found out, you know, this past winter riding with Hunter Hart, riding with some other guys, they are on the clutch, they are on the throttle at all times rev limiter and i'm just kind of a a smooth lugger kind of guy but i i I kind of transitioned and uh quads are still lasting so i must (laughs) not transition too much but (laughs) we'll see how it goes yeah i was gonna ask you since you know you were talking about uh making it last i was like is is that more of like a riding a gear high and lugging it do you feel like that's you know what helps you out in that situation because um you know, I've tried to focus on doing stuff. Oh, oh we're still good. <laughs> I've tried to focus on doing stuff like that myself just because <laughs> we're balling on a budget over here. <laughs> yep. But uh, is that is that kind of what your, your mentality is, is just, you know, making the bike last and lugging it around the track rather than – because, you know, you hear some of these guys and it's hanging off the rev limiter at all times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's more of knowing – I do say I log a little bit, but it's also knowing, hey, I'm not getting any traction right here. Uh-huh. Let me not hold it to the rev limiter and shift up and see if it will grab. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit of uh, my maturity, I think. And I also think that the 150s and 250s, like how they these kids had to rev them up. I didn't grow up on a 150 or a 250. I grew up on the 300DX, which is a logger. And no matter what gear you're in, and these guys are used to these dirt bike motors that have to be wide open. So, you know, Ronnie Rush, the Galata, Hunter Hart, all those kids that are top-notch racers right now, they came off of those 150s and 250s. So, I think everything's kind of changed in that situation from where I was. But I went from a Cobra, which is a two-stroke, to a 300 EX to a 450 like there it was a little bit different of a transition for me gotcha that makes a lot of sense because those those are three guys that I think of a lot when I think of like you know riding high in the RPMs and it's just just it's funny because you you see these guys go by when you're watching the races and it's like you can just tell like they might be going just about the same speed, but it sounds so different. (laughs) Oh yeah they sound like they're doing 100 but yeah they're going the same speed as everybody else and I think as they get older, I think uh, Walker uh, Hunter is starting to realize now that he's starting to do a little bit better. I think he's kind of calming down, and but he's still aggressive. So he's right. got you know both things that you need to get on that podium. And you obviously can see he it's working out great for him. Right. Hey, Josh, how rough was that track at High Point last week? <laughs> it was. Oh my gosh, it was probably one of the roughest tracks I've ever raced GNCC wise. Like not mutter and like just a normal race, like perf- almost perfect conditions. And I go out there and I'm like, holy smokes, there's 
the only flat spot was uh, one the one or two straightaways after the finish. Pro Road had two kickers <laughs> going through it. Like there was there was not a flat spot in the woods though. Like you had no breaks, so it was a it was a hustle through the whole track. And yeah, <laughs> it was a mental game that you just had to push, 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 and truly it got. I think it got the best of a lot of people because we all had our goggles coming or off going through the finish line i think so yeah i i was i was telling brandon how rough it was and uh i made the mistake and uh i hurt my knee like literally the first mile into the race and uh, to where i could barely stand up and then i found myself sitting a lot <laughs> and that was not a track to sit on at all it, it, it yeah. beat the guts out of me um but yeah i was trying to tell brandon how how insanely rough it was uh a lot of high centering out there too. I was like, dang, would this have been a better race to have the big tires on? <laughs> yeah, you know, might have been other than the straightaway fast sections that was only like a mile of the track, but you probably would have got away with it, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> so are we looking forward to snowshoe coming up? Um, I know that that's a track that a lot of people, it's a kind of a love-hate thing. Where do you land on the spectrum with that? I love going to snowshoe. I hate racing snowshoes. You know? <laughs> it's the most fun race to go watch, party, or I don't know, just hang out. But for racing, other than going down the mountain off the start, it's it's really it's got mixed emotions for me because <laughs> youth, I tore it up i think that's probably because it was mostly just going up and down the slope you know no no rock sections right but for some reason ever since i got off of a 300ex i had one good race on the 300ex because i had reverse that was the only reason i did good because i could just back up out of bad <laughs> situations and keep going yeah um it seems like i always get you know stuck or one one year i actually flipped down a cliff it was a good 50 yards to where the track was. And Johnny Gallagher actually saw me, made sure I was okay. I, he could barely see the quad. I was, uh, there was a couple of spectators not too far. Johnny told them and, uh, they found me and luckily it, I couldn't get back up. They couldn't pull my quad up the hill. I had to go down the mountain until I hit like a flat surface because it was so uh, steep that they couldn't get my quad up it. So that's how bad it was. And I, I did that, I think, on the second lap. It was slick and it front wheel just – or no, I think the rear wheel just slipped off the side and took took me with it, and I didn't know where I was going. <laughs> that was probably one of the most scary wrecks I've ever had, actually. So uh, mixed emotions. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it seems like when I do finish, uh, I think I'm, I'm doing really good, and I find out these guys must have had a line that you know I didn't see, and they put that little the the distance you know, five seconds between each row is not much. So the guys behind me had that one line that I didn't see, and I you know get tenth to thirteenth. So yeah, I'm hoping for a little bit better this year. Um, yeah. I'm, was, was, I got big tires ready. <laughs> I got mafia mitts ready. I, I, I've been riding uh, a lot of the A works lately. Have been kind of muddy in mud races. So hopefully, uh, I just did Seven Springs, which was, I mean, a mini snowshoe, 
and got the overall at that A Works and kind of I'm I'm excited because it's a show for the guy everybody that goes and it's a good time no matter what afterwards so it will make it fun. Another thing that's cool about it because you can bo- pit on what both sides of the mountain right the way they have it set so up. This year I guess what I've heard I don't know how much of it's true but we will only be running one side of the mountain. Oh, okay. Okay. And it sounds like it's the pro pit side. Oh, okay, so you don't have to worry about the one. Is the pro pit side, is that, is Howard's hole the pro the pit hard. side? No, but it's the harder side if they run some of the stuff. Right. That is normal. Okay. So, yeah, Howard hole, Howard's hole is pretty much, I think, one of the easiest sections we go through at Snowshoe. <laughs> but it's the only section that people can walk to safely. right right okay cool so um yeah it's another good thing is since you're so easy on the bike uh that's a very good race for you to 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 deal with because you know i'm sure the that track is definitely not easy on the quad it's had a lot of uh (laughs) it's taken a lot of uh uh prisoners over the years (laughs) yeah uh Every time I hear a tink tank on my A arms, I, I think I cry just a little bit. But it's one of those races where you just, you know, everybody else is hitting those rocks, so you just got to hit them just as hard. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure. So uh, you know, besides you know your racing, um, this like you just mentioned uh, this past weekend, you had a really good battle uh, for what I saw on Instagram. What you were talking about. Um, uh, with a couple of guys at that race this weekend. Uh, how was that? Oh, my gosh. Probably the most fun race. Uh, it was Kennington, Pennsylvania, uh, the A-Works. It was between me, Johnny Gallagher, um, Pete Errol, um, Kevin Yoho, and Ronnie Rush in what it it started off crazy and it ended crazy. Like I couldn't tell you, I actually, I probably could tell you exactly how it went down. And, uh, it was probably the, the best race and most fun race I've had in probably three, four years. And me and Johnny talked about it a half hour after the race. We talked about it on the podium and then I literally called him on the way home and we talked for another hour about this race. And then he, in the morning <laughs> he texted me and was like, dude that was so much fun <laughs> like we were just so excited about this race and uh just everything that how it went down all the events and it was pretty crazy is that one of those ones you just wish that you had a camera on every one of the players like those five guys and you could just like watch I, it <laughs> i told johnny i was like man if i had like a gopro 360 so i could watch the front and back of what just happened between you know the whole thing so when you were in front of me, I could see you. And when you were behind me, or Kev and Ronnie and Steve, like that's it was so much went down. It was crazy, and uh, it was awesome. It was it was pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. So besides the racing, man, are are, are we looking to have a pro bass fishing career? Um, <laughs> Post racing, is that what we're looking to do? You know, I've. I grew up, grew up on the lakes. Like I didn't live on the lakes, but we have a chain of lakes right by me. My dad owned a port, uh, big boat shop and, uh, he got bought out. We started up our own, uh, last August 
and I worked for him at his other dealership for 10 plus years, pretty much like high school till I kind of wanted to go try some sales and cars and whatnot. And, uh, we started this up. I've always fished. I've always bass fished and I don't know, you know, I, I've tried, I dabbled in some tournaments here and there. It's frustrating, isn't it? it it's super frustrating. <laughs> I, I try to speed up like if I'm not catching something and you're supposed to actually yep. slow down. Yep. That's so, the hardest thing. I, I'm with that, you. Bass fishing is so stressful on the nerves. I'm, I've entered yeah. in a couple tournaments myself and it's like, that's when you don't catch anything. I've, I've been yep. the guy that like just shows up, like go, go ahead, just load the boat. I'm going home. I'm not even staying. <laughs> I, de- yep. I definitely hear there's yeah, some I, money to be made in these tournaments though. There's- oh yeah. We had a tor- tournament on the, our lake that somebody won 12 grand, you know, we have we have five tournaments a week on our lakes. Wow. So okay. no matter what day it is, pretty much unless it's, I think, Saturday, just because there's so many boats out on our lake on a Saturday, uh, there's a tournament going on. Nice. So pick your day, morning or night, you're going to have a tournament one of those days. <laughs> have you ever been able to get up to like Lake Erie and fish um, the smallmouth, smallmouth when they spawn? I've never done that when they spawn, but my dad used to run tournaments before we raced, and uh-huh. I, I got to fish pretty much all of Ohio. And okay. so from Ohio River to Lake Erie, I fished almost every single lake when I was a kid. So that's why I kind of love it because that's what I did before racing. Right. And, uh, never was up there, though, in the spawn time. So man, I just got a a kayak and I've been what I've been actually doing is going to lakes where the boats can't go to. Oh, that's cuz cool. there's we got 50 lakes around us and I bet you 25 of them, you know, you can't you can't get a boat on. That's awesome. So, a little less pressure, little bit bigger fish and easier to catch and I'm a happy guy. Yeah, <laughs> no, no doubt. Uh, the reason why I brought up the the spawning for um, at Lake Erie is my dad and I make an annual trip up there. Uh, this is the first year that we actually did not get to do it, but we go up there and um, uh, usually I think first of May. And man, if you hit it just right, like you can go out and catch like 30, 40, 50 t- sometimes. Uh, just wow. huge smallmouth. I'm talking like average size, like four to five pounders. It's insane. <laughs> that would be fun. Yeah. So if you ever get a chance to do it, uh, check that out. It's uh, Prescott Bay and PA is 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 one of the hot spots. Uh, good place to go. But yeah, check that out. <laughs> yeah, I'll definitely do that. We only have one smallmouth lake around me, and I've yet to hit it. But I think I'm gonna go there soon because I just got some some smallmouth baits and I just cause I feel like I want to change shit up, but I'll definitely have to hit that up sooner or later. Yeah, for sure. Smallmouth are fun too. They, uh, they like to fight a lot. The, the, I feel like, you know, you get a small mouth on compared to a large mouth and it's like something that like really, really fights back or other than sometimes dragging in a cinder block. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I understand that. But yeah, man, uh, Kayak fishing is fun too. I've, I'm not very good at it, but <laughs> yeah, I got an expensive one, so I can stand up. Oh, nice. I'm gonna put a I'm gonna put a trolling motor on it here in the next few months, and uh, it's uh 
It's got, a high dollar one. So. Can you pedal? Is it one of the ones you pedal? No, it's not a pedal one. Okay. Uh-huh. Those were a little too high dollar for me. <laughs> just, the, with the, just the pedals themselves, because my dad's is able to put pedals on it. Gosh, you're looking at like almost a grand to put pedals on them. Yeah, it's insane. Exactly. <laughs> you get a kayak with like a hobby is forty five hundred dollars. And I was thinking, you know, the one that I got was fifteen hundred bucks. I can put a trolling motor on it if I want it to, but I'm not, you know, for $4,500 for the more expensive hobby with the pedals, it's like I can save up, you know, another three grand and get a decent boat for that. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I would go to the other lakes and not fish the, you know, the non-pressured lakes if I had to spend that much money. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, that's my that's my one thing I get to do other than racing that, you know, gives me the little, little bit of adrenaline rush and kind of resets everything too. Like I go out there, sometimes I take my girlfriend, but sometimes I go by myself and it kind of just resets, hits hit the reset button even if I don't catch anything. I'm relaxed and I'm good to go for a couple more days. Yeah, it's just one of those times that you kind of almost remember to breathe and just like just relax a little bit. So I totally understand that, and that's awesome that you have that uh, passion and ability to go out and do that. Um, but I'm going to be up at Snowshoe. Definitely not going to be racing, but I'll stop by and say hey to you uh, uh, before the race. Hopefully, if I if I see you. But uh, if if not, good luck uh, at Snowshoe, man, and uh, good luck on the lake here soon. <laughs> Thank you guys. It was nice talking to you and uh, hopefully we can get together here maybe at the end of the year or whatnot. We can do it again. Yeah, man. Yeah, absolutely, dude. Uh, Always a good time having you on and uh, uh, a lot of fun. So we appreciate you coming on today, man. And uh, uh, like I said, we'll definitely get you back on here here soon. It's uh, people like the the fishing and hunting talks and all that stuff sometimes other than, than racing. I like to hear what you guys do besides, uh, besides twist the throttle, besides twist the throttle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, We do a lot of that. So it is fun. It's nice to change it up every once in a while. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, Hey, thanks again for coming on Josh and uh, we'll, we'll have you back on here soon, man. Sounds good. Thank you guys. All right. Thanks man. All right, guys, that was Josh Merritt. Uh, we appreciate him coming on the podcast. It was awesome getting to uh, talk with him again. Um, yeah. Always such a good guy to talk to. He's uh, he's a really class act and a cool personality to have on the show. Yeah. If you, actually, if you ever want to know a little bit more about Josh's career, go back and listen to episode eight when he first came on because we did a kind of more of a deep dive on Josh there at that point and yeah. uh, stuff. It was really cool um, things about him in that podcast that I didn't know until we did the podcast. So. Yeah, a lot of his international racing yeah. it was a fun podcast uh, for sure it's a little bit uh not as polished back then like we said <laughs> that we had a little technical um uh that's when we were beginners we were beginners yeah. we're still beginners yeah. but uh we're hey, and if you want to know more about josh um uh and like what his day-to-day stuff is he also has a youtube channel that he has um uh, uh josh merit uh 8.8, 8.8 8, on yeah. youtube and he does a lot of cool stuff on there if you want to know how to keep a bike clean <laughs> <laughs> he's got a lot of cleaning videos on there uh and just a lot of fun riding videos and and cool stuff and uh, uh good follow on instagram and facebook as well always posting pictures of boats that he's refurbishing and yeah. and uh fishing stuff so uh yeah just a fun person to follow so make sure you guys check that out so 
Let's get to the next part of the podcast. All we right. have a very special guest, another another very special guest coming on, and uh, Rachel Archer. Uh, she's currently second, sitting second in WXC Dirt Bikes points right now. She's got three wins on the season, and she's second. She's sitting second to uh, Becca Sheets. Yeah. So uh, I'm excited to hear about her. Uh, you know what she has going on this season, and uh, yeah, let's uh, let's get her on the line yeah, now. Sounds great. Okay, we're just racking up guests back to back this week. So uh, <laughs> let's go. We'll get her on the line now. All right, guys, we're back, and uh, as promised, welcome to the show, Rachel Archer at WXC Pro, sitting second in the points currently in the GNCC uh, series. Uh, Rachel, welcome to the show. Thanks. Glad to be here. Yeah, it's really uh, cool, because what's really cool about this is you're actually our first WXC rider to, to come on the show, and it's really cool to have you on. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we appreciate you coming on. Uh, um, so... Uh, I mean, you've been having a pretty solid season so far. Uh, you've got three wins so far this year. Uh, talk to us a little bit about how you feel your season's going and um, uh, where you think you're, you know, uh, where your head's at right now, uh, pretty much at midway point of the season. Yeah, so um, at the end of last year, I got five straight wins um, at the in the second half of the season and um, just kind of, build a lot of momentum off that and then coming into this year I won the first round um that was a really good confidence booster um especially after I'd broken my foot I broke my foot at Ironman last year and that took like two months to heal so I didn't know how I was going to end up but managed to win the first round and then um when we Got to Florida for the second round. I knew Becca would be good in the sand because she'd been training down there all winter. So um, I knew I had my work cut out. I ended up second at that one, had a few issues. Um, caught my finger on a gate post in a gateway and, like, s- smashed my pinky, but I didn't really tell anyone. <laughs> it's healed now, but it's all crooked and it's all calloused up. And, um, yeah, managed to get two more wins. Um, the girls are just going so fast this year. And, like, I I really did think I would be able to, like, I didn't think it would be easy, but I thought I'd be able to win a few more than three by now. <laughs> but, um, you know, things arise and shit happens i guess yeah, <laughs> well sure. you i mean you you have three wins at this point in time but you've only finished off the podium one time this season and that was a fourth place which yeah. is nothing to uh to uh to turn your head on either that so i mean you've been putting really solid rides in this season and if you would go on another five run winning streak i mean you're not very far out of the points lead as well so it's cool to see you up there and, you know, uh, potentially, you know, battling for a championship this season. Uh, um, is that some added pressure that you have put on yourself or um, are you comfortable in that position to where you're, you're, you're battling for a, cha- for a uh, national championship? Oh, I can definitely win the championship. Yeah, um, yeah it's um, – I do put a lot of pressure on myself, but as I'm getting older, I'm, like, starting to – realize it's not all about racing dirt bikes like i don't know i'm having a lot of fun riding and hanging out with everyone at the moment so 
yeah i'm loving it <laughs> yeah yeah i mean that's that's always the biggest thing is are you having fun and and that's why we all started riding to begin with because uh getting on a bike or a quad or whatever you get on and ride um it's, you just kind of lose yourself and have a great time and hang out with the people so hopefully uh hopefully you don't ever lose that right <laughs> yeah i mean that's why i do it and it's, it's, there's no point doing it if it's not fun. Exactly, exactly. So I have a question. So um, we had Stu Baylor on not too long ago, and he was talking about maybe um, you ladies uh, lining up on the, on the afternoon line maybe next year. They're talking about it. What do you think about that? Honestly, I would love to go to the three-hour race. I get so pissed off having to pass all the lap riders <sighs> and, like, just – it's actually super dangerous trying to ride with like sea riders that can hardly ride a motorcycle and you've got to pass like 900 of them. Oh, I don't it's, it, it's honestly insane. Cause we talked like Brandon just mentioned, we talked to Stu about this and he was talking about the lapper problem in the afternoon race. And those are higher level riders. I mean, those are, uh, you know, B class is really nothing to slouch on um, at, at the GNCC level, uh, but then you, like you said, you're you are passing the novice of the novice riders, yeah. and and the the biggest as far as uh, uh, size and and numbers, um, that's the biggest race of the weekend. Uh, it always seems like yeah. the AM bike race, and um, um, like you mentioned, the danger factor. Uh, how many races do you feel like this? the lappers end up deciding the race. Is it like in everything? Do you guys uh, feel like that is a major factor in when it comes down, who ends up winning the race? Yeah. Um, to a point, but yeah, like at, um, what race was it? I think it was, Oh, it was, um, the last Ironman. Was it the Hoosier or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. The yeah, Hoosier. Hoosier. Yep. Um, yeah. So like the third lap, I was, riding along the top of this ravine and um there was like five or six lap riders and i tried to take an inside line and pass a guy and i was revving my bike as i come up beside him on the right hand side and um he like turned around to his left and swerved into me and we locked handlebars and he had bark busters on so they like oh. got stuck in my handlebars and our bikes went off the edge of this ravine and went like 300 feet down into this big gully and my bike was cartwheeling sideways all the way down and I slid down on my ass all the way to the bottom and I had to like hard enduro my way out of this ravine back onto the track. I, I missed a bit of the track and um got back on. I was still in second. Like I thought I would have been passed by Corey and whoever else was behind me but I got a pit board like two miles later still in second and I was yeah so <laughs> I I probably could have won that race but yeah 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 that's the that's a bad part um and you know come up because you I mean, you guys haul. You guys are, like, cruising uh, really fast. So you come up on somebody that's not going that fast, and then, you know, you're probably taking the biggest blunt because you're going so fast, um, faster than the other guy. And then, um, man, bark busters uh, and then the bars. I mean, that, that, has, that had to hurt a little bit too. So, 
Yeah, I have a lot of scars on my arms from bark pastas. Uh, I guarantee you do. <laughs> yeah, a, uh, uh, you, it's easier to dodge a tree that's not moving than it is to dodge a rider that is going much slower and you have no idea which way they're going to dart at any point yeah. in time. The worst thing is when they turn around to look back at you and they start swerving into you. <laughs> it, it was crazy because my nephew, um, he just ran the last at the Mason-Dixon. It was his first GNTC. And um, he's like, man, he's like, you know, you know they're going fast. He said, but you guys are just hauling by and just like tires are smacking off trees and everything else. He's like, it's just amazing how fast – you guys go anyways and, yeah. and stuff. And it, it was, it's just really cool to hear from his aspect that the, the, when you guys went by him. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, it was also awesome, uh, to see the respect that you guys got, uh, from like when Travis Pastrana and Ryan Sipes raced that, that same Hoosier race, I believe yeah, it was. I'm pretty sure, yeah. Um, and, and it was cool to see, how much respect that they gave you guys whenever, like, hey, listen, you know, we didn't even come close to winning the overall. These girls are no joke. And uh, I thought that was really awesome of those guys of such high caliber uh, racers, um, such as those uh, as themselves, to give you guys the props that you guys deserve. And, um, um, you know, I, I think I even heard some of them say that they that you guys – should and deserve to be in the uh, uh, the PM three hour race. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think we could do with a bit more exposure. I think that would help us all out a lot. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Sure, yeah. Now, aside from the lapper issue, um, what do you have? You ever rode a race as long as a three hour race? Um, do, do, do you think that would play a factor in? Um, you know, your guys' fitness as far as uh, that extra hour? Because that's, that's man, that's a quite a bit of extra time as well uh, to go that extra hour. Yeah, like personally for me, um, when I was racing back home in New Zealand, all the like nationals and stuff were all three hours. Oh, okay, so cool. It wouldn't be an issue for me. Um, I'm sure a couple of the other girls – would probably struggle or wouldn't want to race three hours, but I think, like, I think we could do it, and I think it would benefit us all a lot better not having to pass all those lap riders. Oh yeah, yeah, like because I, I I think the last Mount Morrisford had like, like almost six hundred in the in the AM, just six hundred. Yeah, bikes. that's a lot of bikes yeah. out there. Yeah, and, and that it, track yeah. that track was rough too as well. Yeah, I, I, I believe. <laughs> That's yeah. insane. That's insane. But yeah, I, I mean, I, I think if you guys went off in the, um, the three or the um, three hour race, I, I, you know, I'd say you guys are still finishing pretty high in the overall. Oh, absolutely. For sure. Absolutely. Uh, so you just mentioned um, that you're from New Zealand and uh, we were going to we want to get to that as well. Uh, what was it like uh, coming from New Zealand and what brought you over here to begin with? Um, well, back home, like. We only get like, I don't know, 150 people at like a national event in the off-road scene. Um, motocross is a little bit bigger, but like you can't really make a living out of racing dirt bikes. Like all the pros back home have a full-time job during the week and then just race in the weekends. And um, it's always been my dream since I was started high school really to come and race GNCC. And 
I just worked really hard and uh, Paul Wibley used to coach me a little bit and um, he saw my results getting better and better back home because I started racing pro class with the boys and stuff and um, yeah, my parents brought me over here for two races in 2017 and I rode a 125 for KR4. I think I got a fourth in Florida and like a seventh at Big Buck and then the year after that um, I sort of was my decided to finish school early and um, Yamaha New Zealand gave me a full sponsorship back home and uh, Paul got me some contacts with Randy Hawkins and I left school in 2018 uh, end of 2018 no sorry end of 2019 and wait yeah 2019 no 2018 <laughs> moved here raced a full season in 2019 and then um randy gave me a full pro contract for last year and this year that's awesome so do we have a contract for next year Are you in negotiations yet or yeah, I'm re- renegotiation with Ampro. That's awesome. That's a good deal. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, uh, you know, you mentioned that that it was a dream of yours to come over and race a GNCC. It, is the, is GNCC a um, in New Zealand in the racing community? Is that something that that is known um, a lot about and people uh, look up to, to to GNCC racing over here in the states, um, or is that something that you just you know? found upon yourself and 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 really uh honed in on it yeah no everyone in the off-road scene back home knows what gncc is and especially since paul moved back home and won the title and stuff a few years back and like since i've been over here like i get a lot of media attention back home which is really cool that's awesome um, yeah the the off-road community back home's like really tighten it and because there's not many people it's like a super yeah everyone knows everyone basically <laughs> yeah it's awesome yeah yeah it, it that's really cool that the gncc kind of travels that far um you know you know a lot of people don't realize i guess realize how big gncc is right <laughs> so um that's really cool to see um so yeah. what, what what do you do to blow uh to blow off some steam to get away from the bike or is it just or is it just training and bike all the time? Um, well, I had an off weekend this weekend, so I spent the whole weekend at the lake. <laughs> um, <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Did some wake surfing. Yeah, just hanging out with friends. Um, Stu and his family just bought a new lake house at Greenwood, so spent a bit of time there with everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I, I've Good always times. wanted to. I've always wanted to uh, wake, uh, wake surf. That's looked like such a cool sport. That's really popped up here in the past few years with the special boats to do that with and everything. It looks like a lot of fun. So, uh, so yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I, my biceps sore today from holding on to the ski rope. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, so, when, coming from New Zealand, what is like one thing that is a big I don't know if culture shock is the right word, but different in the States compared to what you grew up with. Um, Maybe even outside of racing. Definitely the food, like the food back home's a lot 
fresher and we have different food laws so even like the types of preservatives and stuff that are in the foods and like the sprays and stuff they use a lot of that that they use here is illegal back home yeah that's comforting yeah i I, I got real big into the whole fitness thing there a couple years ago and i started learning and reading about this and i'm like this is why are we eating this garbage over here and everybody else is eating the good stuff you know yeah it's just insane it really is (laughs) yeah um just everything back home's on a smaller scale i guess like we don't have Walmart or anything like that, but we have a smaller version, which is called the warehouse. <laughs> just, yeah, just it's like everything's smaller. We don't have all the big trucks and, like, the F-150s and stuff. Well, we do, but, like, everyone just drives, like, a Tacoma size. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, everything here in the States has just become massive and mass Big, production bigger is always better right? bigger is better and more is better <laughs> yeah. and, and pumping stuff with preservatives and i yeah i understand it's and, and then like you come over here and people like us <laughs> we don't know any better <laughs> and we just can't it's all it's hard to get away from um uh the the terrible food that we eat because yeah. it's um sometimes convenience outweighs uh I guess healthy choices. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh shoot! Yeah, that's uh, that's really cool. To, to I don't I don't think uh, Cooper here knew you came from New Zealand until we uh, started talking about you there. So that's really cool to 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 talk to you about that, the transfer and stuff. But w- what would you like? Have you ever thought about lining up like uh, like trying to go like XC one and and just ride against the guys? <laughs> um. Yeah, a lot of people ask me that, like if I want to line up an XC2 or, yeah. I mean, I'd love to have a go one day. Maybe <laughs> maybe next year if I wrap the championship up early, I'll have a go. There, there you go. go. Yeah, that's cool. What Now, would you do something like, because Stu came on this podcast, or well, he was on um, the Bottleneck Live and said it first, but uh, we were talking about, uh, <laughs> he said that, that if he wraps the championship up early at any point in time, he, he's going to race a quad. Would you ever do that? <laughs> yeah, I actually love to have a go at racing a quad. Like back home, I, um, when I left school, I was full, I worked full time on like a drive, like a beef cattle farm for like six months and um yeah well I've I've always grown up on farms and riding quads and stuff so I've never actually ridden a proper race quad but I go pretty fast on the farm (laughs) (laughs) tear shit up yeah Yeah, that's awesome man those girls on the quads uh the xc xc1 girls um that race a quads they're pretty legit too and it's Man, the speeds that they carry. I've raced because I, I race a quad, and I've raced a couple of um, AM races as well. And I'm like, that gone. Like, like, man, these girls are fast. <laughs> and uh, so, it, you know, it's it's awesome to see what you girls are doing um, and how well you guys are uh, being represented. Because I feel like every year it seems like there's more and more women that are super legit in both disciplines as far as quads and dirt bikes and that's a really yeah. positive out um uh, thing to, to to see um 
the, your your pro line is growing each and every year. So uh, uh, that's one thing that GNCC has done really, really well. And to put you guys in the um, the uh, afternoon race would be just another way to, to highlight your talents. And um, uh, I really hope to see them do that. And I hope to see you guys be able to line up there. And I, I'd really like to see where you guys stack up um, when it comes to an afternoon race. Yeah, me too. Like, I I just wish GNCC would um, make everything a bit more equal. Like, we should be getting the same pro purse as XE2 at least, but it's half of what they get. And I feel like they should at least televise our race. Like, our race doesn't even get televised, which sucks. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and you know, I think that afternoon race, getting in that afternoon race is is such a huge key to that um, because then, then, you know, then they will be recovering you on, on TV and then hopefully that you guys would get um, uh, reciprocated uh, – properly for that as yeah. well i mean my, my whole big thing is with the whole payout thing i mean they're getting they're getting so many people like i don't understand why they can't couldn't pay you more you know what i'm saying <laughs> I, I, yeah like they put their gate fee up five dollars at yeah. the beginning of the year but yet our pro purse is like the same as last year yeah yeah i, I, I kind of and understand the amateur it. amateurs have been you're getting more and more, more every them. year so that means yeah. more and more revenue yeah. coming in and should yeah. mean more and more of a pro purse that that could be equally distributed to, to, to all the pro classes yeah you would think so <laughs> <laughs> so i mean but uh you know that's why we're on this side of the spectrum and they're probably making all the money. maybe they'll listen to, <laughs> maybe they'll listen to this podcast brandon yeah, maybe and then do something <laughs> <laughs> so hey rachel before we let you get off of here and this might be a terrible question to ask you after we talked about the food quality. <laughs> but we have to we ask this question to every one of our guests. If you had to pick one fast food restaurant and one candy to have for the like that's your top fast food and top candy, what would it be? Now, if it's something in uh, New Zealand, that'd be cool too cuz I never heard anything from over there. <laughs> um Chick-fil-A. <laughs> Chick-fil-A is a huge hit. Uh, in, in this questionnaire. <laughs> and peanut M&M's. Okay, nice. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's I'm that's awesome. That. That's Okay. What about if you're in New Zealand? Well, we don't have Chick-fil-A, but <laughs> McDonald's back home is so much better than it is here. It's more like Chick-fil-A. For so real? Well, they, McDonald's. they probably actually yeah. have the fresh beef from uh, the cow. You okay. Know, we just get some kind of we probably like <laughs> mystery the meat. the chicken nugget to like real chicken <laughs> not like all the feet and wings and beaks and shit <laughs> <laughs> oh shit that's awesome yeah i'm telling you like we get the we get all the garbage whatever they don't eat over there in new zealand we get it every year our chicken nuggets <laughs> probably shipped over from like china or something oh, crazy <laughs> like that <laughs> So, hey, Rachel, thanks for coming on the podcast. We really appreciate you um, coming on. And, uh, hey, before we let you go, though, are we excited about uh, Snowshoe? Because we know that's a love-hate relationship uh, with a lot of riders. Is that a race that you're looking forward to? Yeah, I love Snowshoe. Like, all the technical races and stuff are my favorite because, like, I grew up um, racing hard enduros and just riding technical stuff in the woods back home. So, yeah, I I tend to love the technical ones. Snowshoe and Mountaineer. 
Okay. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. 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 So we'll we'll be up there and, and watching uh, snowshoe and the mountaineer probably because we're we actually didn't tell you yet but we're actually from West Virginia so those are our uh, back backyard races pretty much. Oh, cool. Yeah. 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 So I'll be up there all week because I'm coaching at the um, Blue Crew camp. Okay. Cool. Cool. Riding University. Is that something yeah. that you enjoy doing? Is the coaching process? Yeah, I love helping people out and yeah, trying to make people better she's i hate the, it when she's people to come listen. coach me the, <laughs> the better uh the better the the uh, racers that you're coaching uh the less people you have to lap right <laughs> yeah hey when you hear me come behind you that's what she's going to tell you when you hear me come just get the hell out of my way <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot yeah get out of the main line uh so yeah hey rachel we appreciate you coming on and uh we look forward to seeing how you do the rest of the season and uh if any Anybody's listening. Get these women paid and get them in the uh, get them in the uh, uh, afternoon, afternoon class. Race, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah. Thanks again for coming on. And uh, like I said, we'll uh, uh, maybe we'll get you on at the end of the season after you uh, win the championship or something. <laughs> Hell yeah! That there, sounds good. Yeah. There we go. All so right. uh, thanks again for coming on, and and we look forward to talking to you again. Thanks, guys. Thank right, you. Thank you. See ya. See ya. All right, guys. That was Rachel Archer. Ah, uh, man. She seems primed and ready to go and win that XC, uh, that WXC championship. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. I mean, she's she's a tough competitor. Um, it, it's really cool to see those women go through the woods and and and, and really just ride as good as like they're great, the great racers. Oh, insane, and, insane. Yeah. They're 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 absolutely mind blowing fast. Um, and I think. You know, sometimes people don't give them the credit they deserve, and a lot of it, I think, is to do with the fact that they're in that AM race. Yeah. So I would love to see them in that PM race to really be able to highlight the. Uh, you know, I was kind of actually shocked when I found out that they were in the AM because you would think like I always thought like the afternoon was like just pros. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just like all pros. Yeah. Like all fast people. You you would think they would do a better job of like separating than like the pros and then you know your regular. Weekend warrior guys are in an AM, and then more of your serious racers in the afternoon. You know what I mean? But uh, I'll tell you what, I think we need to get these people. I, I don't understand with the industry right now, the way it is going. Why can't why can't these people pay more? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And not just GNCC. I mean, I'm talking like all over. You yeah. know, I make mean? G. You know, motocross, supercross. Um, you hear about all these privateers. You know, needing money. You yeah. Know, um, it's very. It's very. The tip of the spear is very small and very top heavy. Like you know, you're talking about. You're like you just said, motocross, supercross, rocks and tomac, yeah. uh, uh, Cooper Webb, like those guys. They're set up for the rest of their lives, but you go down the scale just a rank or two, yeah. and you talk about people like, like Alex Ray, for instance, yeah. that that makes a lot of main events, but he's not going to be setting himself up for the rest of his life by any means. Yeah. Uh, but he's all, but he's out there, you know, putting his show, life on the yeah. line every single every week in week out. So uh, same with these GNCC guys. Absolutely. I mean, they're out there pounding through the woods and, and trying to get a and show. You, you go to and GNCC and the tip of the spear is even smaller yeah. at guys that can guys and women that can, that can do just dirt bike riding for the rest of their life. Um, and then you go to ATVs and it's even smaller. smaller yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. That's always been a struggle in this sport, and uh, you would like to see it uh, see it grow for sure uh, and be able to to excel these guys. Um, uh, you know, Rachel, she uh, 
it was funny though because whenever I asked her, like when I was talking to her about. Uh, uh, you got a shot win this championship. She's like, oh, yeah, I got a shot. So <laughs> yeah. you can tell she's confident, and oh, yeah. uh, it's awesome to see. Uh, and, I, you know, that's definitely a battle that we're going to be watching, and um, um, she's got the skills and talent to do it for sure. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's really cool. Um, snowshoe's always a great one coming up. Um, We've still got another week. Um, but I'll tell you what is coming up this week, and that's High Point. Yes. High Point and motocross. Are man. you are you excited to be at High Point? I am going to be very excited. I've been, I've been there a good bit already this year, but I'm ready for the for the uh, big uh, the big main event uh, that's always happening. Um, my, me and my family will be there. Um, um, I think you're going. Yep, I we'll got, be there. Yeah, so we're going to. Are you going to get us in the Red Bull tent? I don't know. I don't know if I can. We'll see. We'll see. Are you going to come out and see us Mere peasants. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll come out and visit. <laughs> I'll come out of my shade and come visit. I might bring you a Red Bull or something. <laughs> Dirty. I, I tell you, I mean, you're looking, you're you, looking a little you, parched there. You create I mean. a, you create a podcast with the guy. You, 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 you have his wife and son over to swim in the pool, and then can't even get in the Red Bull tent. <laughs> oh shoot! Yeah, it's, it's the way it works sometimes. So, um. You know, going into this uh, high point race, uh, we're going to have another guest coming on the line today. Another yeah, guest, another three guest. guests in one Record. show. How awesome is that, we're Vincent never... Harrison? Yeah, dude, how awesome when he sent us that message the other day. Put our sticker on his bike. Yeah. It's going to be racing in the pro motocross at at high point motocross uh, this weekend. So uh, yeah, we're gonna have him on the show. He's another friend of the show, and uh, we're excited to talk to him. Talk to him about his uh, quest to to make a main event mm-hmm. uh, to, or to make the afternoon show and uh, get in uh, the top forty riders, which is oh, dude, that's an insane task yeah. to have to do. Uh, but to, so we're gonna talk to him about his. Uh, his venture and trying to do that and uh maybe talk to him a little bit about uh, what he sees happening at the top of the the races this weekend with uh man can can rocks and win another one or does uh, tomac show up or does tomac show up <laughs> what about dylan ferrandez yeah. you know there's a lot of guys a lot of players in that 450 class so uh i'm excited to get him on the line and talk to him about his race and uh then the uh the top guys and see what he thinks is going on yeah. so uh let's go ahead and get him on yeah let's get him on all right, guys, we're back. And uh, as promised, we have Vincent Harrison on the line. Uh, he's we racing in the pro motocross race at Mountain or uh, I almost said Mountains. Mount, yeah, <laughs> Mount Morris. Yeah, at, uh, <laughs> at High Point this weekend. Uh, Vincent, thanks for coming on, man. Hey, man, how are you guys? We're doing right. good, buddy. We appreciate uh, we appreciate you giving us some of your time today uh, before the before the big race this weekend. Uh, first, fourth, foremost, how you feeling going in? Good, man. Uh, I feel like my motos have been pretty good here as of lately. I've been riding about two to three days. Um, trying to do at least, you know, two sprint lap mode or two sprint motos every time I go out on the track, at least, you know, 15, 20 minutes at a time. So trying to get that dialed in, just fighting fatigue a little bit still with my back. But so far, I think it's going to be good. I think we'll be all right. I'm not going to go in with, you know, huge expectations. I just at least want to get into the LCQ and see how I can do from there. Yeah. Um, I've seen that you had a little bit of motor problem over the weekend there, uh, Creekside. Didn't saw it. Did you have a motor blow up or something? Or <laughs> oh yeah, man. I'm uh, <laughs> currently in the process of even trying to find parts for this motor right now. 
Um, Yamaha seems to have all their valves and everything on back order for the 2020s. So my practice bike's kind of out of commission for this week, I would say. So at least I still got my, you know, it's just a headache right before the national. It's always something. It's always something. Man. Oh, yeah. Everything's on back order. I mean, I was looking for a water pump, uh, for my bike, for my Husky. Cause it, something happened with it goofy and, I was looking around, like, like I think I can get like a a red one or something for, like, I'm like I don't want a red water pump from Boysen, you know what I mean? For my bike's blue, and I'm like, oh geez. But, yeah, it's uh, hard to find. More. Yeah, oh, it's the industry's crazy right now. Yeah, yeah. But so uh, going into High Point, is that that's got to be a track that you have a lot of experience on uh, from being around the area? Is that is that like a track that? Um, <clears throat> Even if it's not your, you know, even if it wasn't your first race of the season, uh, is that is that one that you would have circled and looking forward to? Oh yeah, man. I mean, definitely racing. Even you know, amateur, you still do all the pro days and stuff, or the amateur days. I'm sorry. Um, after the national, you know, whenever I was a kid, I did a couple qualifiers there as well. And yeah, I've got a lot of familiar, like a familiar uh, experience with the uh, track itself. But honest to God, man, I uh, I don't really gel that well with high points. So. <laughs> I mean, I'd, I'd kind of do. I know the track. I know the layout and everything and what to expect. And, you know, it's going to be a pretty rough day, I would imagine. I think we're expecting some rain this weekend on Saturday morning, I want to say. So that'll be something that will also go into play. So, yeah, we'll see how it goes. But I'm looking forward to it, man. Definitely at the home track, you know, home national itself is uh, that's a really, really big thing, especially for a local, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's going to be really big this year because of last year we didn't have one at High Point, so everybody's itching to get back out there for it. And uh, you know, it's funny you say that you really don't gel with High Point because I think a lot of people from this area do, does not gel with High Point. It's a it's it's a weird <laughs> track. <laughs> it, it is, man, and, and it's got a lot a lot of different things that even at our local practice tracks we really don't have it has a lot of elevation change Mm -hmm. which some of the tracks like tomahawk and such you know they do have a lot of elevation change but uh for this track it's just it's a totally different animal dirt's different than most of the other tracks so yeah i think it's just one track that i guess as an amateur even i like the track itself it's just hard to really really get a good result on that track i think yeah, that, that that's deep downhill. Uh, right before you come up the uphill triple, that thing is uh, pretty wicked. Oh. Yeah, that off camber turn at the bottom, man. If you're carrying a lot of speed and you miss the rut, you're going all the way over the hill. It's crazy. <laughs> oh yeah, I rode that. Uh, the what is it? The wake up ride day they had there this year. Yeah. Oh my, and that track got so so. It was worse than what a, even what a national would be in in my opinion, at least I'd think. But it got pretty rough just for a practice day. So I was like, man, I was like, I can only see, you know, I can imagine what the national is going to be like there this year. So it's going to be pretty gnarly. <laughs> yeah. Well, it might be pretty deep. Brandon, Brandon and I were over uh, across the street from that, uh, uh, from High Point last weekend um, <clears throat> for the GNCC. And we were, uh, we were uh, biking the, a little bit of the track and I kept looking over there. I was like, dude, is it already tilled up? Are they already like digging and prepping that track? And it was... So it might be pretty deep uh, come <laughs> come Saturday. Yeah, oh yeah, I, word, word on the street was, dude, they were hauling in tons of mulch and sawdust in like oh. two weeks, man. And they've been, I guess, adding all that. So yeah, it's probably, especially with rain, man, it's probably going to be pretty uh, 
pretty deep and treacherous with Ruts. <laughs> I was going to say Rudd City. Yeah, when, I mean, when we looked at it from across the street, Brandon, did it not look like it was ready to go right then? Oh, yeah. You were like, is there a race tomorrow? Or? <laughs> <laughs> Already doing the national week prior. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what is going on? But, uh, you know, a lot of people do that. Uh, I always, you know, I'm from Pyramid Valley, so we always – uh, dra- dragged it really tight and hard, uh, and for from you know to keep the rain from making a mud mess. But uh, it seems like these guys, these uh, these track people these days, they like to make it deep and uh, ruddy and muddy. Oh yeah, it's a total suit fest, especially whenever you go out for your first qualifying session. Man, out of all the other nationals I did last year, dude, it was especially at Redbud. Redbud gets really really deep too, typically. So. Yeah. It'll probably be an equivalent with those ruts, I'd imagine. I think I'd be like, can I just hit the next qualifier? <laughs> <laughs> I'll just skip out on the first and go to the second yeah. <laughs> second qualifying session. Yeah, I don't think you guys are going to be seeing uh, dust like we saw at the uh, Thunder Valley National last weekend. <laughs> no, no, we got a good rain last night too, man. Real, real no good rain. No doubt, man. Did you, Morgantown was underwater yesterday. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I'm sure that's going to affect, you know, even just the track and what little bit of work they have already done. And it's just going to get worse, I think, if it rains on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, it's, it looks like this week, though, it's supposed to be pretty decent all week. And then there's like, I think, what, a 50% chance of rain on Saturday morning. So hopefully it just kind of gets away from us and, and, and uh, we can all have a great day. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's going to be fun overall, you know, for the fan aspect, you know, everyone's going to be, I don't really think they're putting on restrictions that much this year. I don't think the the whole coronavirus deal is still playing into it that much at this national, which is good, man. I'm glad to see everyone's going to be able to be back and make it somewhat normal again, you know. Are, are they hoping, are they giving what, do you know if the pits are going to be open or not? Because like I kind of didn't see any pit pass sales, but I couldn't tell. See, at first I thought they were doing VIP passes, but then I had a um, a buddy of mine was asking me about how they were doing the same, you know, the VIP pass deal. And I was like, I'm almost positive they're $200 a piece, but I don't know if they're doing like a fan zone rather than opening the pits. You know, honestly, I have no idea what they have going out. Yeah, it, it usually like, you know, I usually take my son. Uh, we went in last year and into the pits and, uh, you know, we got to see talk to Bam Bam and and uh those guys but uh the way i was trying to figure it out this year to see if i can get them back in there and, and it, it kind of didn't say that they were going to have anything for the pit so i wasn't sure i was curious if you if you had any insight on that or not um that i mean as far to my knowledge i think the pro pits are still going to be shut down um i sent out actually an email this morning to mx sports just to try to get a, a rundown on that because i'm going to have they're only allowing us to have four gas passes this year which is the same as last year with COVID and everything um, but typically it's nine. So, and you know, I have a lot of family in this area still, so it, it's going to be kind of tough if they're only going to allow us to have four, you know, yeah. just yeah. because I, I'd like my mom in them there, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, mom, you got to sit it out. And darn it, out, right. Brain, <laughs> I, I know that you and I would have been eight and nine. So yeah. tag on it. <laughs> oh yeah. Dude, well, actually I was telling my buddies, man, if I can actually swing nine, if you guys would like to meet me at will call Friday morning, you're more than welcome. <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot man that's awesome but uh so you, you actually will be in the pro pits won't you oh yeah yeah okay. definitely man. we'll be in the we get a park i think they're gonna start parking us on friday morning i have to be there at like 7 30 in the morning on friday um gotta get my pro card for this year and all that stuff so oh, good stuff no are they doing the amateur racing on friday too still so, so so far, as to my knowledge, I think it's on Friday instead of Sunday this year. I, I, I keep back in the day when you know when we were growing up, it was always Saturday pro, Sunday amateur. Now they got 
some kind of amateur race on Fridays and I see and then pro Saturday and then still having some kind of racing on Sunday. And I'm like, I can't keep oh, up. Wow. Yeah. I, yeah. It's crazy. A stuff. It's a lot of crazy stuff. Well, one thing I can't keep up with high point in particular. And I, when I was looking at the schedule, I don't think it's this, this way this year, but what, do you know why? Cause Brandon and I were talking about this, um, uh, uh, maybe a couple months ago. Why is it that High Point always runs 450s first? You know, I honestly have no idea. <laughs> um, <laughs> normally, dude, even in qualifying, it's typically the 250 um, B group that goes out first. Typically, but motos wise, I have no, I, I have no idea why they would do that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know if there was some kind of like historical reason or tv reason or, or or what but i remember it's I, it always throws a wrench in and like what's going on because i'm like man this doesn't seem right having the 450s go first <laughs> right right yeah it's kind of different normally you know you'd expect 250 class or something to go first but yeah i've never i'm, I'm not real 100 percent sure on that I, but if if they're going according to the uh to the uh, uh tv schedule the t50s are supposed to go first so we'll see though <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, definitely, man. what time is the, uh, the uh, last chance qualifier? So I'm going to say, I'm going to put a number on it. It's going to be around 10 o'clock in the morning. Okay. My, my first, um, actually, you know what? Let me double check here, but I'm almost positive. It's either going to be at 10 or 11 o'clock. That sounds about right. Usually about 10. Yeah. Around 10 or 11. Cause I usually get there about eight, eight in the morning and, and, uh, my wife's always like, well, we gotta get somewhere. I'm like, I gotta watch qualifying. <laughs> right. <laughs> I remember, uh, what was it, four years ago, I took my wife up there, and she was like seven months pregnant, so I was like, we'll get there right before uh, the Moto, Moto 1 starts, and we were sitting in traffic during the first 450 Moto, I was so pissed. Yeah, you can't show up to High Point late, you can't show up to High Point late. Wow. Yeah, yeah, you can't show up. You got to definitely get there. That's something you'd have to almost get there right, you know, smack dab early in the morning just so you can get a parking spot. You yeah. get your spot. Yeah. Get a good spot. spot. Or just a good spot to watch. I mean, right. Opinion, yeah, I'm just going to plan, Brain, I'm just going to plan on parking where we parked for the GNCC. That's my plan. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Walk a couple hills over and then yeah. we'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what, if you sit on that right side of the hill, you don't even have to buy a ticket to get in. You just sit over there on your in your truck and get your binoculars out a little bit yeah there we go <laughs> oh, yeah, watch probably right by that house where that quad's at yeah yeah <laughs> exactly. speaking of that quad that's a huge jump uh have you hit that jump before i have actually well okay i take that back 2019 i did the regional there for loretta lens yes i have hit it and i hit it on a 250f yeah that thing's it's pretty massive Oh yeah, dude. It's uh, it's pretty much almost everything you've got. Um, with a 450, dude, I, I'm betting it's going to be about third gear, probably cruising, but nothing like wicked fast, you know, because right. you've got a long trajectory, you know, downside for it, so yeah. you can probably get it pretty good. Yeah, pretty and, and you get a run for it. You'd be surprised because I, I I raced the Vet National there a couple of years ago, and um, I almost uh, I was just doubling it and I almost tripled it by accident. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it, it's a fun jump, though, dude. Um, that's, I think, about the only big jump they have other than that uphill triple. I think everything else is pretty mellowed out. Yeah, yeah it's pretty mellow for the most part there. Um, you know, you always got to watch out for those stair steppers because they'll, they'll come up and bite you once in a while. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. They get some deep ruts, too. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, because it always um, 
those guys when you jump a tunnel and land into the first stair step, that always that always blew my mind. I'm like, oh, RC double, the old old school, yeah, old school RC. Yeah that, yeah, that always blew my mind right there. I'm like, oh man, I couldn't yeah, imagine that's, launching that's over that. And then yeah, I've never personally done it. Are you talking I, about I that the the, the the tunnel? The tunnel, yeah, 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 the tunnel. Oh yeah, I have. Oh, that's scary. <laughs> that's sketch. Yeah, it's scary. It's totally blind too. You can't see. You know, you're just kind of guessing. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Totally guessing. But we uh, so so you're feeling pretty good about the the bike setup and everything going in or and all that. Oh yeah, I'm just I, I'm running the same bike setup I had last year. I ended up getting a new 2021. Thank God, because if I would have had, I would have been a, with a out of bike if that was the case. If I would have kept my last year's bike. <laughs> um, but yeah, I ended up with a new bike. I, uh, got a new Yamaha and it's basically the same exact setup I've got from last year. Well, and then he's Brandon, did you notice that he's also running about three extra horsepower with that sticker underneath yeah, the fender this year? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that's easy. Another three, four horsepower. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> man. Aerodynamic. That's what, you know, slick the mud won't stick to that sticker. Very good. So, oh, you know, that'll cut some weight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you guys aren't paying attention to our Instagram, Vince is running uh, the split line sticker on the bike, which, dude, we are very humbled and we appreciate that. That's uh, pretty awesome of you. <laughs> well, dude, thank you guys. I appreciate you guys. Uh, each time I'm out on the podcast, dude, it's, you know, it's really, really good that you guys have had me on and I really appreciate it from the bottom of my heart, man. Yeah, oh, yeah, we, we love having you on and it's really cool to 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 see you and i was hoping after i saw i saw the knee, knee injuries too and i was like oh man that stinks after he just got done with the back yeah and, yeah and i was like um but i was glad to see you back riding again he didn't give it up and and uh and hopefully man hopefully you have a great result and uh, we'll be cheering for you that's for sure thank you guys man i do appreciate it yeah the knees are feeling pretty good actually my doctor just recommended i just do it and he said if i'm gonna do it just go ahead and do it so he's like all right we'll worry about surgery later then yeah that's the way to do it <laughs> Yeah, yeah, a little hard on the body, but you know, the, <laughs> it, it, doctor's giving you a green light, which is very, very rare. <laughs> you got to take advantage of that, man. <laughs> you only it's live like, once, right. right? You only live once, right? You know, exactly, yeah. man. Br- Brandon I, keeps looking at me because I hurt my knee at the last GNCC, and he and he's like, like, "You need to race snowshoe." And I was like, "I don't think so." And I'm uh, like, you can walk, you can run. I'll, I'll tell you a little secret, dude. So the CTI braces, the off-the-shelf braces, I know they're kind of pricey, uh-huh. but I was wearing Mobius, not to throw anyone under the bus, but I tore both my ACLs in the Mobius braces. I bought a set of these CTI, even just the off-the-shelves, not the prescribed ones, um, just off-the-shelf. They're about 800 bucks, Dude, doesn't even feel like I have a torn ACL. Really? Yeah. Totally just feels like I have a normal knee, and I can still, with confidence, do everything I'm capable still of doing. Nice. See, I don't even know what's really – I have not gone to the doctor, <laughs> but I know that something's not right. <laughs> even just my meniscus tear, as simple as they are, dude, they really cannot they, – they'll make your knee swell up real bad, yeah. and it, it really throws you off because you still don't have stability in it, even if it's just a meniscus tear, you know? Yeah. And that's a fast recovery for a meniscus. Shoot, two weeks, three weeks, you'll be back on the bike easy. Yeah, you're saying right. three. Yeah, because three weeks is snowshoe. So. <laughs> <laughs> about, about two, three weeks, you'll be good to go. That's right, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, exactly. Okay. <laughs> so, Vincent, are, are, are we planning on hitting all of the uh, all of the pro motocross races uh, that are over here in the East Coast this year, or are we running a limited schedule? What's our plan for after High Point? So after High Point, man, I'm signed up for five nationals in total, including High Point. I'm doing most of the uh, the East Coast pretty much. For the most part, I think I've got everything uh, East Coast-wise. 
So I'm going to do Southwick, Bud's Creek, Unadilla, and Ironman, given that I'm accepted into all those rounds. Um, there's always a chance that sometimes that the spots will fill up too fast and I won't get in or, you know, there's always, it just plays out to, you know, who signed up and who's seated higher than the next guy. So, so it just depends. But yeah, I have five signed up for as as of now. So Southwick just sounds Southwick just sounds so gnarly. This this the dude, name it, Southwick. <laughs> it's like oh, it's gonna be gnarly. I, dude, the thing actually, I kind of mesh uh, with sand tracks a little bit better because I do a lot of riding in Florida over the winter. So I kind of get used to that sand style of riding, man. And Southwick doesn't have very many big jumps. It just gets extremely rough. So I, I'm, I'm thinking I, I have a good shot, not to qualify, but to get a pretty decent result at least this year, or this year at Southwick. I'm hoping, hoping. Yeah, this uh, that just track just looks like it just gets gnarly and, and wears you out more than more than uh, more physical than anything else. <laughs> but, oh, yeah. oh yeah, it'll be like almost like uh, the Point Mary and Ash Piles. I don't know if you guys have ever been out there, but yeah, it's pretty gnarly. It's I've, it's got and whoops and stuff or ash whoops i should say i've heard about it up there i've never been but I, i've heard i've heard some i think i've heard some stories from uh, mr dan welch up there from, <laughs> <laughs> so. yeah yeah it gets pretty rough up there but that's probably where i'll be doing a lot of practicing for that round after high point sweet awesome sweet. awesome so what's the what's your goal uh going into high point is it um are we looking to see where we are fitness on the bike or uh like do you have a number in mind um as far as like finish wise goes uh what's your like what's the 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 grand scheme goal that we have going into high point i ideally i would dude i'm just i'd be happy to make it into the lcq okay and, uh, get a good position in the lcq if i can get an you know i just like you said i want to see where i'm at this year fitness wise you know fatigue with my back and stuff still kind of bothers me late into the moto so I have, I have, I'm sure it's going to be, you know, kind of an issue throughout, especially you, you, we've got qualifying, then you've got the LCQ immediately after qualifying. So I'm already going to be pretty smoked. So <laughs> as long as I can get in the LCQ, I'll be happy. Okay. Awesome. Yep. Awesome. Well, Vincent, we'll be there. We'll be watching for you, man. And uh, hopefully we, uh, we get a chance to say hey to you uh, this weekend and uh, dude, you know, you got us in your corner, and we uh, we're excited to see how you do, and uh, uh, we look forward to having you back on the podcast again soon. Uh, talk talk about you know how how you felt after races and uh, what's going on in the future. All right, man, sounds great. Thank you guys for having me on today, and I'll see you guys Saturday. I'll go look for you guys. All right, well, I plan on wearing my split line shirt. I think. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'll wear it too. Yeah. See, Brand, Brandon's too cool to. Uh, to make sure that I can get into the cool tent that he's going to be in. So we're not going to be in the same place. So I guess it's okay that we wear the same shirt. We'll find each other. So we've talked about this before. We don't know if it's like, are we, are we, are we being douches by wearing our own shirts? <laughs> well, at the same time, I feel oh, like if we're separate, time. we're good. Hear <laughs> okay. me out, man. You're a totally good dude. Rep your brand, dude. Do what you got to do to put it out there, man. That's the, that is the best self advertisement, especially at a national. I actually just created some of my own t-shirts with there my name go. or my uh, initials and uh, number on it. So yeah, you got I'll a pretty sweet logo too. that 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 we see. Uh, that, that is it the same one on Instagram. Yep, it's going to be the okay. same exact one that's on my Instagram profile. Nice. So it'll look pretty good. I got some T-shirts made. Uh, my fiance and I will be will be wearing them as well as my mom. So there you'll you you'll see the logo. I'll I'll be walking around if I don't make the main event. You know that's obviously the goal. At the end of the day, I know it's it's a fucking pipe dream. Excuse my <laughs> leg. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but uh but yeah it's uh that's obviously the goal at the end of the day but you know i, I gotta be real with myself and see where i'm at dude if you make the main event we'll be hanging over the banners i will run to the nearest wherever and buy some air horns and some chainsaws <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah dude that that's a pipe dream but if that does happen man that'll make my I, i'd probably retire after that <laughs> but yeah that'll be that'd be a great goal hey real quick who do you have winning the 450 championship this year oh that's a tough one man because it's still pretty early in the year um i'm gonna go man maybe I'm going to give you a list of three. Roxon, <laughs> maybe Dylan Ferrandez, and Tomac, if he gets on his game and oh. he comes back, does late in the season. Oh, you, you ha- Brandon's smiling with the uh, Tomac yeah. thing, but you, you had me until you said Tomac. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to- Tomac. But you got, dude, there's so many title contenders this yeah. year. And the 450 class is probably the most stacked it's been in a few years. I know they say that every year, but – I, in my wholehearted opinion, I really do think it's going to be extremely stacked this year. There's a lot of fast guys. You know, you got top 14 dudes have all won a championship of some sort. It's, so it's insane. You take that top 10 and you could just just mix it up in a bag and throw it out, spit it out, and that could be your podium, like wherever right, they land. Exactly. And every, uh, it's everyone's game at this point, dude. And if every if someone else is on their game one weekend, you know, you're going to have a lot of curveballs thrown into the championship standings. So. It'll be a good season for sure for outdoors. But then you could also have a scenario where I could also see maybe Roxon going on a run and winning six or seven of these of, of these events. I mean, oh, yeah. on fire at Thunder Valley, man. He looked good. Yeah, he was. He he looks. He just looks so much more comfortable outdoors. Yeah. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, he was yeah. my preseason pick, and then he kind of scared me with his first press conference of the year, uh, with the way he was talking. And but then he uh, quickly, uh, quickly turned that around. So <laughs> definitely, man. Yeah, yeah. There's going to be a lot of guys to be watching out for, especially this year. You know, it's going to be anyone's game. You know, moto to moto, just depending on the track and who suits it best. So <laughs> it'll be anybody's game. Yeah. So, yeah, man, for sure. And, uh, hey, like we said, buddy, we appreciate you coming on the podcast as always. And uh, I guess look for both the guys in the split line shirts this weekend. (laughs) All right, guys. Hey, if I don't make it in, dude, I'll see you guys at some point on Saturday before the motos. Absolutely, man. man. Have a good one, man. And we appreciate it. We'll see you soon. All right, man. Have a good one, guys. Enjoy the weekend. All right. Later, buddy. See you guys. All right, guys. That was Vincent Harrison. Uh, Man. Such an awesome dude, uh, just a great friend of the show. Uh, we appreciate him coming on as always, and I uh, look forward to seeing what he can do this weekend. Uh, make sure that you guys go, and um, if you're going to be up there early enough, look out for him. He's number 297 on the Yamaha, and he'll have that sweet split line sticker underneath the yeah. uh, front fender, so <laughs> be, look, be looking out for that. And, uh, dude, how awesome would it be if he made it into the main? Yeah, that'd be great, man. I, it, like you said, it's a big pipe dream for anybody to do that and a uh, big accomplishment if he would do that but it'd just be awesome just to see him uh, make it to the lcq and and be able to cheer him on there yeah absolutely man so uh man um real quick real quick let's do let's do a couple podiums real quick who do you got podium, uh, podium. in the 250s 250s um let's go say j, j- mart's out isn't he i believe so yeah i don't know he might show up and win who knows? how weird is it that martin brothers both went out the same day again and, yeah it's weird anyways anyways all right um so let's go uh, i'm gonna say justin cooper jet lawrence and joe shimoto on the podium okay in that order yep all right 
I'm going to go Jet, Hunter, Cooper. Oh, I see. Yeah. Because remember, Hunter won uh, a moto at High Point a couple years ago. Did he really? He did. He did. <laughs> you look tired. You tired? Man, I'm back to work. This shit sucks. <laughs> <laughs> No, Come on, wasn't. man. I thought you were a working, man. Oh, I was until <laughs> I was out for like a couple weeks. <laughs> 450s, real quick. Real quick. Um, oh, man. Uh, I think Dylan Fernandez wins, takes the overall. So, one. And then I'm going to go Tomac in second and uh, <laughs> Moosecan in third. Wow. Okay. Not Okay. I'm going to go. <sighs> I'm going to go Kenny. I think he's going to win again. I think that he's about ready to go on a tear, to be honest with you. I think that there's a lot of front See, runners. I'm telling you, this, um, start point, cross. It's, 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 it's the East Coast now, man. It's the heat, the humidity, the tracks getting gnarlier, the dirt changes, ruts. Yeah. I'm telling you. It's yeah, a whole you different. are. Okay. I mean, Moose okay, I'm, always a, I'm changing my mind. Okay. Change my mind. AC for the win. Sexton and second. He wants clown feet. He picks clown feet. Got some rocks in the clown feet. What the heck? <laughs> did you know he could do it? Would you be shocked oh, he if could, he did it? No, I mean, he could okay. do it. I'd okay. just be shocked that he doesn't hit the ground. Don't before. crap on my pick over here. <laughs> AC, Sexton, Fernandez. AC, Sexton, Fernandez. I mean, I can see that. I sure. go from one end of the, to yeah. the other end. Yeah, for, for, yeah, I mean. I go from the, uh, the, uh, the established guy to changing of the guard, yeah. which I could see the changing of the guard oh, coming yeah. soon. I mean, like like it's, we're saying, it's, it, co- it comes in, in such quick switch, waves. The biggest thing is, man, like it's it's so weird how it works, but like a lot of people uh, gel with other tracks, and uh, you know, in the East Coast, I think are more gnarly or more rougher tracks. I mean, that I could see on TV, of course, and been there. Um, and it, the French riders or the European riders always seem to do a little bit better with the rougher tracks. And, yeah. and then I think Marvin, that's why Marvin always does so well at high point because it gets pretty nar- pretty rough and, and uh, ruddy there. I mean, man, usually when you leave the, the race, the, the ruts are so deep. They're like knee high. Yeah. You know, so. Where, so if you're not sitting in the Red Bull tent, I'll, where do you go? I'll be right there. Like the Red Bull tent usually is right where I usually sit anyway. So um, that's it would in be, the middle, right? It'd be like right down from the stair steps. Will be on your left. The big quad will be on your right. Yeah, to right down in the middle, right, like right in that big ravine. It's like the best. Oh, place. that's that's where we were at that the last time I was there with yes, you. Yes, yes, always okay. sit. That's there. where the Red Bull is. I thought it would yep. be over nope, it's closer right, to, the, to the right on top of downstairs. the hill. Oh, right on top of the hill. Okay. Yeah, you're thinking of the other tent. Yeah, I'm thinking of the other tent. Yeah, you're thinking of like the high point tent. Yeah. Huh. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, hey, I'm excited. Let's yeah. go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's get the air horns. Air. I'm waiting to see. I'm wondering if uh, if the guys in the um, was it the, usually the overhaul the overalls in the uh, American flag. Guys, oh, dude, they'll you know, be there. You know, like beer be bong and all day long. <laughs> yeah, they'll be there. I'm I'm excited, dude. I can't wait for it. First pro motocross race in a couple of years no more coronavirus get that crap out of here let's go <laughs> you know my wife gets so mad at me because she's a nurse and i'm like oh COVID's over she's like no it's not i'm like yes it is <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot hey brandon i'm with you yeah i'm just glad to be out be able to ride again guys and and um it just felt so good to be back on the bike you know i only got one good lap and uh, before my uh bike looked like it was um vaping <laughs> 
<laughs> so I mean, hey, a red, a red. Um, what do you need? An oil pump? A, a water pump? A water pump. Yeah. Water pump. Boysen has like a red, blue, magnesium color. Little, and I was like, oh, okay, magnesium wouldn't be bad, or a black one. And then I was like, I think it was like out of stock, out of stock, out of stock. Oh, red's in. Oh, no one wants a red water. Pump. Hey, at least red will keep you on the track. Oh, jeez. Rod red, baby. I'll just get back to <laughs> So, uh, hey, as always, thanks to our awesome sponsor, Guts Racing, Andy Gregg. We appreciate you guys. Uh, could not do it without you guys. We got big things coming for the uh, podcast. It's going to be coming in the near future and then the not, not so near future. We got some big plans coming up, dude. So it's been a great podcast today. Thanks to our uh, awesome guest today, yeah. uh, Josh Merritt, Rachel Archer, and Vincent Harrison. Uh, yeah. First time having three guests on the show, so uh, we're excited for that. Great show, Brandon. Very, yeah, great, great show, guys. Any parting thoughts? Uh, let's go racing. Let's go. High point. <laughs> I know I can't get enough of you. Leave it all to bloom You were right I know I can't get enough of you No The things that I would do Under the water I'm sinking far Yes, sir.